Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Max Radio's Update with Lewis Foster. Faster my good evening, it's half past five and this is update for Thursday the 18th of January 2024 from Manx Radio. Lewis Foster here bringing you a 30 minute look at the latest news on the Isle of Man plus background to that news, Manx sports, business, sea watch and travel updates and the newsmakers in person. This evening, Cannon faces a mini-rebellion, Cabinet Office accused of feigning powerlessness over refugee policy, man accused of carrying out attack at the NSC, news agents struggle due to sailing disruption, and can Matthew Rennie challenge for a title this year? Man Benham, for all your business and legal needs. Now with the time at 29 minutes before 6 with the update news headlines. Fastamai, Rob Pritchard. Fastamai. Further snow is expected to arrive this evening and road users are being advised to drive to the conditions. Wintry showers are expected between now and 9pm, which police warn could cause disruption on the roads. All main routes are set to be clear, however, the mountain road remains closed. An extended all-island amber weather warning for ice and wintry showers is in place until noon tomorrow. Meanwhile, Manxman sailings this weekend are facing potential disruption disruption due to forecast adverse weather. All eight services from 8am on Saturday until 1.20am next Monday are currently subject to delays or cancellation. Meanwhile, personal and financial pressures have led a Port Erin-based news agents to call it a day, with the current owners looking to hand over to new ownership. Erin News says it's become increasingly difficult to operate given its bread and butter in the form of papers wouldn't arrive due to steam packet disruption and cancellations. In international news, it's understood more than 3,000 jobs are at risk at Tartar Steel as it plans to close its blast furnaces at its plant in Port Talbot. The workforce currently accounts for 12% of the town's entire population. And the House of Lords is scrutinising the UK government's Rwanda policy after it got approval from the Commons last night. The UK Prime Minister urged peers to back the bill, which would send failed asylum seekers to Africa, but many have concerns the Supreme Court found it unlawful. Those are your headlines, news in full at 6 o'clock. Secure tomorrow today, with Man Benham's guidance on powers of attorney and more. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Thank you, Rob. Continuing cold with temperatures soon turning sub-zero quite widely, leading to the further risk of ice on any untreated surfaces. Additionally, there is the risk of further wintry showers until around 9 o'clock this evening, leading to slight accumulations of snow or hail on medium to higher level ground and mainly a sleet to low level, although low levels may see some snow depending on the intensity of the showers. As the moderate northwest winds become a fresh westerly early tonight, showers will have died out, leaving the night largely dry, and temperatures should recover slightly to 3 or 4 degrees by the end of the night. A fine and dry day for tomorrow with lengthy spells of sunshine, fresh to strong westerly wind and highest temperatures of 7 degrees in the afternoon, becoming unsettled this weekend with periods of wet weather as well as strong to gale force winds, milder than of late. Sunrise tomorrow, 8.25, sunset, 4.33. Manx Glass and Glazing are proud to be an approved contractor with Construction Isle of Man. Call the team on 674-573 or visit the showroom on the Snugborough Trading Estate.
Now, the chief minister has been defending his economic strategy after facing a mini-rebellion while presenting its annual report in Timwald. It comes after the announcement that government plans to close the southern swimming pool at the end of the financial year. Alfred Cannon says the island's politicians need to look at the bigger picture. One of the ways of tackling problems in, in society is by ensuring that people have got jobs and they have got opportunities and they have got diversity of opportunities. Now, I'm not going to pretend for a minute that pursuing an ambitious strategy like that does not have problems. I've said before that, you know, politics is a bit like science. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. And there are things that need to be tackled. So, you know, there's a lot lot for, for a government to do. If you're going to criticise that, that's fine. But I think one need, needs to then settle back and look at what the alternative for us was, which was to keep the standstill position, not do very, very much, try and tackle all the problems that we've had around, you know, delivery of, of public services anyway, and tackle the, the demographic issues and tackle the vibrancy issues just by sort of sitting still and just waiting for things to happen, which is one strategy. Uh, you know, our, my argument, the argument from, from this government, from this council, and indeed I think the majority members of Timwald, they want things to happen. We should seize the opportunity to build a better, bigger, stronger island because it will have a number of positive impacts. But of course, you know, it does create, does create headaches and we've got to put our minds to solving, solving some of those headaches. And, you know, we can't do everything. I think one of the mistakes that governments make is just to try to be all things to all people. And, you know, I think we're focusing on what we believe to be the absolute criticals. And, you know, we need to keep moving forward and improving in our outlook and delivery when it comes to some of those other elements as well. A Douglas man has appeared in court accused of attacking another man at the NSC earlier this week. Siobhan Fletcher has this report. Ryan Jones of Palace Terrace has been charged with assault causing actual bodily harm. The 29-year-old allegedly entered the spa suite at around 10.30am on Tuesday. He's accused of squeezing the man who was in the jacuzzi at the time around the throat before punching him in the face and putting him under the water. The man claimed he'd lost consciousness as a result of his actions. NSC staff who entered the suite pressed the emergency button and police were called to the scene. At Douglas Courthouse today, the prosecutor described the alleged offence as somewhat premeditated and planned, saying it concerned a debt Mr Jones felt he was owed. The defendant appeared in court from police custody. His release was opposed by the prosecution, but magistrates did agree to grant bail with a number of conditions. A two-week adjournment was requested and Mr Jones has been bailed until his next court appearance on the 1st of February. In a post on Facebook on Tuesday, the NSC confirmed the spa suite had been closed due to unforeseen circumstances. It has now reopened. Update. Brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit Simcox.com or call 690-300. Government's refugee policy statement and report, which was published in September last year, was back under the spotlight in Timwald. Douglas East MHK Joni Farragher accused the Cabinet Office of feigning powerlessness when it came to formulating the policy and moved that the report not be received. The motion was fiercely debated by Cabinet Office Minister Kate Law Brennan, who spoke to Manx Radio after her amendment for Tinwald to receive the report was successful. I think that there is a, a sort of minority of Tinwall members that are very intent and have a clear desire for the Isle of Man to participate in, uh, some, in some way in large-scale resettlement schemes to do with refugees. And in the UK, 
it's local authorities that can participate in these schemes and it's been looked at in different ways and debated in the past it's, it's true but the the recent um, debate has been about the government's um, updated policy as to the acceptance of refugees and, and indeed a report on the um, consultation and the experience that that we've gone through um, in connection with the you know, dedicated support um, Ukrainians, you know, actually important to say that they, they were they're never, you know, designated as re as refugees. Um, yeah, but I think that where some of the tension has come about today is that, so for those members wishing to argue strongly for this, um, they are perhaps not happy with the government's position, which has been to say that actually for any, because we were asked to put forward, or oh, the commitment was for a long-term policy. So the policy that's been put out by the Council of Ministers to say that you know, actually, it needs to be for the government of the day to activate any response. And in doing so, it's really important that the Council of Ministers should have due regard to the resourcing, resource available of the island, the ability of government to cope with, with um, such support, things like housing and education, um, the availability and support of third sector and the community. In essence, we're saying, if you're going to be a responsible government, you, you should take account of these things, not just be writing to the UK saying, hello, can we please participate in these schemes and will you make that happen for, for us? Personal and financial pressures have led a Port Erin-based news agents to call it a day, with the current owners looking to hand the reins over to new ownership. Erin News says it's becoming increasingly difficult to operate as some of its stock would never arrive due to sailing disruption and cancellations. Owner and director Vicky Edwin-Reed says the papers were their bread and butter. I didn't realise until I took over the paper shop how much people do honestly rely on the papers. It really is serious. We have got a generation still that likes to have a paper in the morning. And, you know, we were looking and it, it's not just a couple of hundred that we were missing out on. It was hundreds. And when you're trying to pay staff who you couldn't do without, because obviously, as I said, it's a seven day a week business from 7 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. You have to have staff in there to be able to help run it. The actual takings were so, so, so bad. We stock bank stuff. Um, you know, we will try and stock anything local that we possibly can. However, we sell confectionery. We sell products from across and even though we support local businesses like Agrimark they have to get their stock from elsewhere it's not just us there's so many small businesses that obviously have the same issue you know we try and stop what we can locally but the fact is that we do rely on on off-island deliveries and if the boat doesn't go we don't get them when it became desperate they were able to use the arrow so please tell me why they can't use it for why can't that be the proper freight boat why are we using the Manxman? If it won't, you know, if it, if it can't go in, in serious weather um, and the freight boat can, you know, we need those things on there. Throw in um, the fact that we've got rivals like Tesco coming in and they sell pretty much everything that we sell. We've all seen what happens when, when big supermarkets do go into small villages and, you know, we've looked at the margins and the cost for us to buy them in has risen so much. We cannot pass that cost onto the buyer. They just won't buy it. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. While the Manxman departed Hesham at 2.38, it's due to arrive back into Douglas for 23 minutes past six. Another crossing tonight, departing for Hesham at a quarter past nine, due to arrive there at one in the morning. All sailings tomorrow due to depart on, on time, but sailings from Saturday morning, you may have heard, up until the overnight Sunday, 
However, due to possible disruption or cancellation due to adverse weather conditions, we'll be keeping an eye on that, I'm sure. Like the Steam Packet on Facebook for the latest sailing information. Now, after announcing a date for his first fight of 2024 next month, unbeaten Manx pro boxer Matthew Rennie believes he's proving himself capable of challenging for a title later this year. However, Magic Rennie says whilst he has those long-term ambitions in his sights, first and foremost, he needs to get the job done and win in February. Obviously had a good win, lashed out in December, and it's just about keeping the momentum going, really. I knew there was a, a VIP having a boxing event in February, but I wasn't, like, due to box on it, and then uh, and then it just popped up last minute. I just got a call off Steve Wood, manager, and he said, uh, listen, there's a the slot there if you want it to keep busy. So obviously me being the boxer I am and the person I am, I'm not one to, to say no to, to having a little tear up so I need to focus at my job at hand in February and then when all goes well in February then then I can be looking at maybe fighting the winner off that English title fight they're the fights that I want to be involved in and obviously the English title will be a, a massive stepping stone for me I think I've definitely proved that I'm at the level from the last fight you know I think that was a good step up a lot of people have me had me to lose that fight obviously me and my team knew I was capable of winning it and obviously I've went, went and done that but I think I've proven that I'm at the level now it's just getting that opportunity and I, and I think I, I'm, I'm on the fringe of doing that it's just one of them things where it's like kind of being it's just patience just having the patience and while, and while I am waiting to not be getting in completion and stuff and you know you, this is where you can you can sort of drift off and then the, when the chance does come you're not ready to take it so I need to the next come, the, the next coming months I need to be staying on it in the gym and then when that chance comes up I'll be ready to grab it which hopefully won't be be too long after the fight in February but as I said I don't want to be taking my eye off February because you know it only takes one punch to change the game in the in this boxing and if I, if, I, if, I, if I go into February 17 thinking that I'm too much and you know too far ahead of this guy and, and whatnot you know I, could, I can come unstuck quite easily so I need to um, put the work in over the next four weeks and go and perform like I, like I normally do on the 17th of February. Manx Radio Business Briefing. Shares in Watches of Switzerland tanked as a luxury timepiece seller slashed its annual revenue guidance on the back of slumping demand for its luxury products and forecast of volatile trading conditions for the rest, rest of the fiscal year. For a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. The Stock Market Report, brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets were higher as investors continue to monitor news and comments from the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. The dollar moved higher after robust US retail sales data added to expectations. The Federal Reserve will not rush to lower interest rates. Oil prices rose as the IEA joined producer group OPEC in forecasting relatively strong growth in global oil demand this year. Gold prices rose, helped by the Middle East conflict, lifting safe haven appeal. At the close, the FTSE 100 up 0.17% to 7,459. The DAX up 0.74% to 16,552. The Dow Jones up 0.01% to 37,266. And the S&P 500 up 0.54% to 4,764. The Nasdaq up 1.27 to 15,044. 
British pound sterling trading at 1.268 US dollars and 1.167 euros. You've got an investment plan? Yeah, Mike set it up. But don't you need loads of money to do that? Not this one. It's called Shearwater from Ramsey Crookhall and you pay in monthly as little as £100. So it's like saving regularly, really helping us invest in the future for a house or the kids' education. £100 a month? I could easily do that. You should. The sooner you start, the better. Invest in your future with as little as £100 a month. Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist for 75 years. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. You're listening to the Isle of Man's quintessential daily news and current affairs roundup. Update on Manx Radio. Something that came out of this week's Timor question and answer session was an admission that there is room for the steam packet to expand the information it gives to people in a timely manner. That came from Treasury Minister Dr Alex Allenson and was off the back of inquiries from first MHK's Chris Thomas and then Claire Christian about the manner in which steam packet directors were appointed. Dr Allenson Allenson was asked about the ability to appoint new directors if a weakness was perceived in the setup. Certainly if the board were to um, decide that they needed extra assistance by a member um, bringing in a different skill set, that, that is absolutely um, down to them. There, are, there is no um, finite limit on the number of non-executive directors that, that, that can be there. And really then they, they would approach um, Treasury as a shareholder asking for that um, extra skill and that extra no- nomination. Um, certainly in terms of um, perhaps looking at other skills that can be brought into the company, particularly whether that be in terms of communications I know that the board are looking at that to improve their communications with the general public. Uh, it's great, great that they can bring in um, uh, other uh, assistance for the skills gaps. Can, can the minister just advise why that wasn't a decision under the circumstances in this change of environment then over the past six months? I don't necessarily think there is a missing skills gap. What the Isleman Steam Packet Company have been really trying to do is improve their communications both through their website and through social media and I think that's been relatively successful. What they're looking for, for in the future is expanding that amount of information that's provided to people in a timely manner and obviously working with their marketing department to do that um, perhaps will, will lead to an expansion of staffing there to provide those services. But certainly they're very cognizant of um, public feedback in in terms of the booking mechanisms, the ability to to operate online. They have been successful in expanding their online presence, making it easy for people to both change change bookings and make original bookings. But certainly going forward, they they are looking at ways of making the interaction with the company as easy as possible for all users of it, whether that be commercial or or, or, um, residential. Manx Radio Sport. With a look at today's sporting news, he's back. Fastamai, Rob Pritchard. Fastamai, good evening. Starting with motorsport and this year's pre-TT Classic Road Races is already seeing an early rush of entries. That's according to the event's promoters, the Southern 100 Club, which says 72 applications to take part have already been received since entries opened earlier this month. Southern 100 Race Secretary George Peach adds it's an encouraging start to the process and it seems likely there'll be a full paddock should interest continue at this rate. The 2024 meeting from the 24th to the 26th of on the Balloon course is running in the same format as in the last two years. Entries are open until Thursday the 29th of February. 
Meanwhile, Manx athlete Oren Smith has excelled yet again in the latest edition of a gruelling endurance race in the UK. He's finished sixth overall in the 2024 Spine Race, bettering his position of joint tenth in last year's event and finishing this year in a time of 94 hours, 48 minutes and 36 seconds. The Spine Race gives competitors 160 hours to complete a continuous 268-mile course and, as of last year, had only a 51% completion rate. Elsewhere, fellow Isle of Man competitor Nicky Arthur put in a top performance to win the women's class in the separate Spine Challenger North contest. Not only was she the first female finisher in 52 hours, 17 minutes, 19 seconds, but also finished third overall across the men's and women's events, meaning Arthur's time was nearly eight hours faster than that of her nearest female opponent. And in cycling, winning a national championship is one of the main goals for Manx competitor Tyler Hannay for the upcoming season. In a piece for his Samparan side, Hannay's outlined some of his season objectives, which include targeting success in the under-23 time trial and hopes to move up to pro-continental or world tour level in the near future. In his interview with the outfit, he believes he now has the power to be competitive in each race he's part of going forward. The Island-born rider joined Samparan midway through last season and earned a contract extension with them for 2024 back in November. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Well, starting over at the airport, a bit of disruption today due to the weather conditions. Logan Air cancelled a number of flights. Tonight's remaining Liverpool flight, though, due to depart on schedule. A look at the roads and first and foremost, a reminder of what police are saying this evening. There could be disruption due to the ice and snow, so drive to the conditions and give yourself plenty of time. The mountain road is staying closed overnight. Meanwhile at Braddon, until the 31st of January of course, resurfacing work taking place at Braddon Bridge. One way for traffic heading east into Douglas from Braddon Church roundabout through to Quarterbridge. Traffic heading west away from Douglas diverted onto the new Castletown Road and then onto Saddle Road. In Douglas until Saturday, temporary lights towards the bottom end of Summer Hill for emergency gas repairs and temporary lights on Victoria Road near Linden Grove for work on the road surface until the 28th. Until Sunday, temporary lights on Lord Street between the bus station and Duke Street for scaffolding work. Over in Onken until the end of February, temporary lights on King Edward Road between Groudle and the A2 24 hours a day for trial pit work. At Silverdale until the 25th of January, the Silverdale Road is closed between the Ballamoda and the Fildraw Road for resurfacing work there. In Balaf until tomorrow, temporary lights on the TT course at Balacroy, 24 hours a day for work on the road surface. And in Laxey until tomorrow as well, temporary lights on the main road near the Mines pub, 24 hours a day for patching work. Ask how you can spread the cost interest-free at Keyside. Now, a teenager from St John's has been told he behaved like a, quote, thug after launching an unprovoked attack on another man which left him with a fractured skull. Jake Thomas Cowan of Ballacrane narrowly avoided being sent to prison during sentencing at Douglas Courthouse. Tessa Hawley has this report. The 19-year-old had previously pleaded guilty to assaulting the teenager and causing him grievous bodily harm. The court heard Cowan, who was 18 at the time, had got involved in an altercation with the 19-year-old on Regent Street in Douglas on the 26th of August last year. He threw a drink over him, 
pushed him and then punched him once. The teen fell to the ground, banging his head and suffering fractures to his cheek and eye socket. Cowan then fled the scene, knowing he was unconscious. In a victim impact statement read to the court, the complainant described how the assault had had a huge impact physically and mentally and he'd been left checking over his shoulder. The court heard Cowan had handed himself into police headquarters the following day, telling officers he'd thrown a preemptive strike because he thought he was going to be punched. Cowan's advocate said his client had been drinking beforehand, adding it wasn't something that was planned. Describing Cowan's behaviour as thuggery at best, Deemster Graham Cook told him, you behaved, did you not, like a thug. So many people die as a result of the single punch, he added. You left this man on the ground. You ran away. Imposing a 20-month custodial sentence, which will be suspended for two years, Deemster Cook also also ordered Cowan to pay the victim £2,000 in compensation. A two-year suspended sentence supervision order has also been activated and Cowan will have to pay £300 in prosecution costs. Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates. The chair of the Northern Local Authority Swimming Pool Board says the report into the island's regional pools is more about closing the current facilities rather than saving them. Dewan McGuinness has hit back at the Department of Education, Sport and Culture, branding the recommendation to close the Southern Pool as short-term cost-cutting. He's been speaking to local democracy reporter Emma Draper. I think it goes without saying that if the government are prioritising short-term funding and costs over the overall benefits that swimming bring to the Isle of Man, then to me it's a no-brainer that it will start impacting the other facilities. What do you think about the Regional Sports Hub report that's come out? Well, it's got nothing to do with Regional Sports Hubs for a start. I think you have to go back two years to when Minister Edge came in charge and the regional pools hit our radar and we were told that there was no funding and they wanted to reduce the offerings down. That then re- resulted in the Kavanagh report. That then resulted in the Regional Sports Hub report, but it always comes right back around to trying to close the Southern Pool and keeping funding to a bare minimum. The Regional Sports Hub review has got nothing to do with Regional Sports Hubs. It's about closing pools. So why do you think the government has stopped funding the Southern Pools and the pools in general? So I think there's a complicated factor with the Southern Pool. It's, it's getting on, it needs more maintenance, but they aren't looking to replace it. They are turning their back on the island plan for sports, for health, for the benefits of swimming, and they're just looking for a short-term cost-cutting. Would regional pools be able to survive without subvention? And if not, why not? The pools aren't there to be cost neutral. They are an expenditure. They're there for the benefit and leisure and health of the Isle of Man population. And when the Western and Northern Pool were built 15 odd years ago, that was the idea for Minister Edge to suddenly become in charge and almost be surprised by how much it costs to run pools. I think it's just a flawed logic. And that's it for updates tonight, compiled from the resources of the Manx Radio Newsroom. Thank you to newsreader Rob Pritchard and producer Amy Griffiths. I've been Lewis Foster. Stick around after the news did that Island Life special with Simon Richardson. <laughs>